All right, welcome back here. Welcome back here to Alala Arena. Mike Macnick and John Leahy with you. The Warriors lead UNH 2-0 at the end of the second period of play. Very pleased to be joined by Brendan Chief, our second intermission here. Uh, Merrimack alum, class of 1971, former assistant coach here at Merrimack, former uh, supervisor of officials for Hockey East. An honor tonight with the, uh, the Founders uh, Medal along with uh, Merrimack, uh, former athletic director Bob DiGregorio and uh, Brendan. Had to be a nice honor tonight. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very nice to be recognized by the league and uh, to be able to do it in front of you home crowd, so to speak, uh, made it even extra special. And the Lawler ranks, uh, I have a lot of fond memories of Tom Lawler and, uh, you know, the award, having it here, and it was uh, really a thrill. Yeah, well, I want to talk a little about uh, you know your time with the uh, with the league as the working with the officials. But first of all, uh, you know, class of 1971. I think that right before the, this building was opened, you graduated, right? Yeah, I think this opened in '73. Uh, I look out in center ice. The clock was down. The first game was against Providence. The clock was on the ice about 15 minutes before the game, and I don't think it ever worked right. But uh, you know, Glenn and Mark have done a great job upgrading this building. And, uh, it is really a pit uh, for teams to come in and play. It's a great home rink advantage for, uh, for Merrimack. So, uh, to have a full bottom here tonight is perfect. Now, where did the, where did the team play uh, play their home games when when you uh, played here? Uh, the current side of my office. My office. I, I, I represent Bauer, and uh, I have a rep agency, and uh, myself and uh, another Merrimack alum, Paul Gilman, and a few other partners. Uh, we bought the Frost Arena probably about ten years ago, and uh, that's where Merrimack played uh, their first games, and then they went over to the Forum for a little while. Uh, and, uh, and then that's when the school building got built. And now, as we mentioned, you were uh, assistant coach under uh, Tom Waller in the 1970s uh, on that 1978 national championship team. What do you remember most about that team? You know, I, when I uh, when Tom hired me, I, I was green. I was you know, 23 years old, and, uh, but I did know I did know the hockey players in the area. And you know, he said to me, uh, "I want to have one kid say they're going to Merrimack on the All Scholastic team." And uh, that year we had five. Uh, Murray Scudder, Jack O'Neill, Craig Walker, uh, Frank Hanley, Jimmy DeSantis. Uh We had local kids. Uh, there were a lot more local kids to choose from. Uh, we had a great situation. And how about uh, get your playing time? You started back in the, the late 60s. I know Merrimack won the ECAC titles in the late 60s and also in the 70s and then again in the 80s. Uh, what was the hockey like back then? You know, it, it, was, it was very good. I mean, we had some great players here. Uh, David Pollard graduated in 66. He was a great player. They uh, wrote him up in Sports Illustrated. Scored a goal in you know, 18 straight games or something. I forget exactly what it was. So we had great players. Like Billy Langone was a goalie. He could have played for anyone. Uh, and you know there were there weren't that many Division One teams at the time. So uh, you know Ron Ryan came in 1964 and he brought a, a wagon with him before he moved on to Colgate. Uh, so uh, you know Merrimack had a very rich hockey tradition and it's gone from the 60s, 70s, 80s right now. And this is. A lot of alums are back here tonight. Uh, you know, playing the alumni game today. I think David Pollard is from South Carolina now. Uh, it's great. We have a great tradition here, and uh, I think Mark and Mark and Glenn Hoffman are really bringing us to the next level. Who are some of the other alums that were here today? Oh, Rick Caravan. Uh, I'll tell you a story. Uh, Jack Packer and I and Millie went out to dinner one night. We go out to dinner a lot in the summertime. Uh, 
Jack Parker played with David Paul and Matt Paul and Kaplan. And uh, so I said, well, was he the best there? Was at Merrimack? I said, he was the best there at Merrimack. And Jack said, I don't know. I think Billy Dunn would give him a run for his money. And Billy suited up today. Uh, Dr. Billy Dunn. He suited up today. Rick Caravan, Brian Cleary, Doug Cortina, Bobby Magnuson. Great player here. Uh, I'm going back to the guys in the 70s. And I guess there are a couple of 70-year-olds <laughs> We're talking with Brendan Sheehy, and uh, you know, you think back to uh, the times that uh, uh, we were actually talking with Danny Roach in the first intermission, and of course he called the Warriors games back in the late 80s when they moved, making that move into Hockey East, and uh, I guess a year like this, uh, you know, for the alums, a long, night, long time coming, I see so many of them around the rinks these days, and uh, you know, what, what, what is the feeling among the alums, the, uh, the way that the team is, has been able to have su such a successful year this year? Well, I know, I've known Mark... Mark Dennehy since he was at BC, and you know when when the job was announced, you know, he had to be a prime candidate. A very intelligent person. He's very 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 streetwise. Uh, he knows the game inside out, and uh, I, I, the alums are ecstatic. I mean, you know, you look at the standings, and we're in third place again ahead of BU. I mean, in what's it, February 12th? Uh, you know, you look at the uh, POIs, which they use for rankings in the NCAA. Merrimack is sixth. I mean. There's a lot of national powers uh, behind us, so I mean, you have to be proud of what Mark has accomplished and what the whole, you know, Merrimack alums are very, very uh, loyal and uh, proud. You know, they had some tough years for sure, but, uh, you know, Mark is sort of, and I felt bad for Mark, he was losing all those one-fold games a couple of years ago, and, you know, it was just frustrating, but no one works harder, he's got a great staff. Uh, That's where they paid their dues with those one-fold games. Oh, yeah, they did. And, and they, as they mark, never get discouraged. I talked to them a lot. Uh, never get discouraged. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, uh, four or five years ago, uh, there was a lot of talk, not at Merrimack, but uh, around the league, that hey, maybe they should go in the Atlantic. Uh, the building wasn't up to snuff. Uh, the team wasn't winning. They had some other issues. Uh, all, that, all those uh, thoughts are, are long gone now. Merrimack's a national power, and uh, we're all proud of it. You know, I had always contended, as you know, I'm an alum too, and I was always contended that if they just, you know, just had to get everybody on the same page, I guess, going in the same direction, pulling in, in the same way, and rowing the boat the same way, I guess, uh, that, that they would be able to be successful, and, and I think this year has proven that. Right, and, and you have to give Glenn Hoffman some credit. I mean, he came in and he knew what a Division One. Now, we're competing on the Division One level, okay? We're, you know, I mean... I, all, with all respect to Burr Hemel, I think is a terrific person and a great coach. You know, we're playing, we're, wise we're number six in the country. I mean, if you looked at that at basketball, I don't know if Duke's number six in basketball. So, uh, and I think Glenn knew what it took to be a Division One program, uh, coming from Niagara. Uh, he worked for uh, one of our former assistant ADs, Eddie McLaughlin, who is now, I think, chairman of the NCAA Rules Committee. What a talk, and, and I think the administration uh, is behind us. The new president uh, is a hockey nut, and that's great. And uh, you know, when they fill the building like this, uh, it's a great community thing. You know, I say there's nothing, there's no entertainment dollar that are well spent in the Merrimack Valley. Merrimack. 
you know, you mentioned the president being a, a hockey nut. Of course, you know his uh, kids play. He's coached them. But I didn't really know how much of a, of a fan he was until we were down in Nashville and sitting up there in the box with him, the Nashville Predators game against the Blackhawks. And he, he was up there cheering as much as any of the Predators fans. It was pretty exciting to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I met him once or twice and I don't know him, but I know Mark is very excited. And you know. It, there's a lot of presidents, and uh, he has a, he knows what athletics can do. I was in a uh, I was in a 99 time place in uh, tight place down in uh, Starro, Florida, uh, a week ago, and Merrimack was playing Vermont. And four people said, "You know, where's Merrimack? Where's that school?" So the publicity you're getting uh, with the division, you know, with the Division One programs, and, you know, you see the scores on the, on the TV every night. That's invaluable to grow the school. I have to ask you uh, quickly, I spent so much time talking about uh, our, our alma mater here, but uh, your time as the supervisor of official, well, first of all, how did you decide that you wanted to go into officiating? I, you know, I, I needed the money, <laughs> basically, and I was an assistant here. I think they made uh, 7100 my first year, and, uh, you know, that's what you did. I mean, you play it and you picked up extra money uh, refereeing. I mean, Jackie Parker. He was a referee, and uh, we lost a pretty good player one summer league. He was refereeing. He was an assistant coach at BU, and uh, they had a scholarship to give. We had a kid coming to Merrimack, and Jackie talked to him going into BCU, and uh, he ended up scoring a winning goal in the uh, 1980 Olympic game, Michael Rizzioni. So that's what you did, and uh, it was social, and it was former players did that. Uh, you need the money and the hustle, so that's what we did. And as you mentioned, you spent, I think, about 12 years as the supervisor of officials. Was, was that position created at that time? I think so, right? No, no, no. The, the, Dana Hennigan did, oh, right, right. did a great job. Uh, he started with the league and, and went right through 1995. Dana did a great job. In the life cycle, I mean, uh, I look at the commissioners, the exception of the WCHA, most guys last a year or two. And uh, Dana, Dana, I think, lasted 10 years, and I lasted 12 years. And, uh, you know, it was just, it, it got to the point where, I, I have a regular job, and now you come home on Friday night, and you got a whole other, the whole week is taken up. So, uh, you know, I just think it was time for someone else. Hey, great rapport with the coaches, uh, the players, uh, and, the, and the officials. It, was, it, was, it kept me in the game, and uh, I really enjoyed it. How would you say that officiating changed over the time, you know, since you started uh, calling games and, and uh, now to these days? Well, you know, they, yeah, we had the two-man and the one-man. I think the NHL, when they went out on strike and they really cleaned up the game, and that just came down, uh, you know, filtered down into college hockey. I mean, you see it was an odd player here at the end of the game. But there's no crash in the net anymore. Uh, I think people, players respect each other more. And, and that's, you know, the NHL dictates style. I think when they, you know, really clamp down on making clutching grab, it just built it down as a college well, Brent, it's great to see you. Congratulations for receiving the Founders Medal and uh, Merrimack alum. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Take care.